Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Um, today we're going to talk about overall preparedness. Um, you know, part of that, that prepper series, uh, one of the dangerous, uh, traps that, and I say dangerous, I don't know, um, traps that people fall into when they're starting their, uh, preparedness is they think very singularly, um, like, you know, we just talked about, you know, food storage and they're like, yeah, I'm a prepper. So I have to have, you know, two weeks of food, six months, year, whatever. But food is just one aspect of being prepared. Prepping is kind of like a lifestyle. And obviously, you know, to each person, it's something different. We all prepare for something different. We all have different goals, different fears, different things that you know, are going to, that we're worried about and that maybe we should be worried about in our environment that might not be relevant to people in other environments. Um, If, you know, I live at, uh, you know, on the side of a cliff and there's, you know, the chance of a rock slide, me preparing and taking action for that is different than, you know, and a legitimate fear and concern and more threatening than somebody who you know, isn't right there. So, or, you know, hurricanes on the coast or whatever, especially if I live down in tropical islands, right? But 
to each of us, we all have different things we need to prepare for, but it's very easy to get too focused on one thing that we miss other categories that are huge. And like we kind of mentioned in the past, it doesn't have to be all about spending money. It can be organizing, planning, and thinking. So let's kind of, you know, dig deep into it. I think the first thing is like, you might even want to grab like a pen and paper, take notes. But the big thing is you may want to actually like write out a plan, a plan for your preps, kind of cover the big categories and actually like spend some time brainstorming and think about what uh what areas you know are important to you and and what's going to matter and hopefully we spark some ideas and and kind of uh get you in the right topic but that's what i would say so there's a lot of things that you know needs that we need to meet just to exist and obviously the biggest fear that i think preppers have and and our biggest uh broad stroke is we're worried about the supply chain going away. We worry about whether it be for two days, whether it be for a week, whether it be for a shit hits the fan scenario where, you know, the government collapses and they just don't have money to bring you shit. Um, Honestly, it kind of happened to Puerto Rico, right? For a long time. Um, It happened in New Orleans for a long time. Um, you know, Puerto Rico, uh, both of them actually were devastated for a long time and waiting to recover. And, you know, having these things covered and prepared for is going to be, you know, game changer. Um, and, you know, whether you're forced to run away or not. And, you know, like in the case of Puerto Rico, they didn't really have a choice to run away. There was nowhere to evacuate to, you know, uh, New Orleans, you know, they they had, you know, some options at some point, but it definitely meant giving up all your shit if you did. Um, so anyway, moving right along. So big categories of, you know, what you need to prepare for. So obviously, like we talked about food, canning, all that kind of stuff, big deal. So long-term food storage, regular food storage, um, you know, all different things we've covered, all different things you want to look into. There's a million books out there on how to, you know, start to prep and, and get your uh, food storage up to par. But there's so many other things. So I, I think next on the priority list is water, right? Food, water, shelter. Let's, uh, let's move to water. So what kind of action could you be taking to, you know, prepare water? So a lot of us are actually on city water, or even if you're out in the uh, the country, you may find that you have a well, but you need electricity to get that water out of the well. So do you have an alternative to get the water out of the well? Do you have an alternative water supply? Like what, what kind of options do we have? Do you have a way to treat water? You know, maybe you have a creek in the backyard, but you don't have a way to treat it. You know, who knows if people start, you know, sewage backs up into the water. You know, the creeks end up turning pretty ugly when uh, all the pump houses and things uh, shut down. I know Kevin's mentioned that in the past. 
And that stuff can really get, you know, dicey, I guess. That that water can turn bad. So you're going to need to have a plan. Um, I know with me, I have a uh, shallow well. And um, my plan, now right now, I technically can roll the lid off it and throw down buckets and pull up buckets of fresh, clean water. So not that worried about it um, for that. But I still have plans to throw a pitcher pump on there because how much easier would that make life and make it easier to, uh, you know, access that. But you need to think of ways that you're going to get the water out of the well. And even with a uh, regular drilled well, there are ways to like, you know, they, they have things on the internet of being able to drop down like a two liter soda bottle kind of thing with rocks in it and 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 pull it up full of water kind of thing there are ways to do it but come up with a plan right um you need to find a way that you're gonna do it that's gonna work that you've tried that is you know actually gonna function yeah now yeah now when it comes to to water one of the things that you guys that we should all remember is that um most of us have bleach in our house most of us have you know have bleach for uh for cleaning for uh laundry, all that sort of stuff. And you can use bleach to disinfect water from any stream, any, any lake, anywhere. Um, it's usually about an eighth of a, uh, it's usually an eighth of a teaspoon for two gallons of water. But if your water is really dirty, if it's really gross, you're going to want to try and filter it out first, even if it just means pouring it through a, you know, pouring it through a t-shirt or something like that, get the big chunks and of, of shit out of there and then add a little bit of bleach you're going to have to give it some time, though. You're going to have to give the bleach a uh, chance to do its do its job and disinfect things. So you're going to want to give it a good half hour before you uh, before you actually start drinking that water. But having an alternate source of water and having uh, gallons of, of clean water stored in your house is probably not a bad idea. Even if you just get the containers and fill it up from the sink when when you have it, uh, you know, when you have water running, then you can have something set aside and ready to go. You go through a, you're going to go through a lot more water than you think. Um, flushing the toilet, uh, washing your hands, um, being clean in, in general, it's going to be a huge help to have water. Uh, not, you know, not just for drinking, but for all the other things that we use water for. So I think it's really, that's one of the things that I think is, is just as important, um, just as important to have stored um, as food is. Uh, you're going to have a, a lot worse time uh rationing water than you are rationing food so just keep that in mind when you're when you're getting your preps together yeah um a lot of people uh see the quick like uh emergency water filters things like even a you know a really good one like sawyer or or maybe a less desirable one like the life straw or something like that something that you can uh you can um use but uh those are good for like a get home bag or like a situation like that, but that's not going to be the solution for your family for, you know, long-term at your house, you know, just cause everybody has a life straw. You can't plan on six months of, uh, you know, everybody drinking out of the Creek. It's not going to work. Uh-huh. Um, right. You know, you're not, you're not going to get that kind of longevity out of it. It's going to get you home on, you know, a five day hiking trip, maybe. And again, I would prefer the Sawyer or something over the Life Straw. Um, I actually had told you 
um, that they have those hand pump ones that are pretty cool. Um, the more I look into almost every one, anybody who talks about a long time use with them, they're all kind of crappy. And I haven't found anybody who really makes one that is really worth a shit as far as the, the pumping, uh, stuff. So yeah. anybody who has any ideas on those, definitely share it to the Facebook group or shoot us an email and we'll talk about it. Cause I haven't found the solution on that, but there are ways to filter water. Um, definitely you can make your own charcoal and gravel and sand and, you know, stagger some layers to filter water through. There are ways to do it and do a, actually a pretty good job. It's just, again, that's something that's going to take printing out resources, time and planning. Um, you know, definitely something to consider. We did do, I think, two full episodes on getting water for your house and water storage. So if you want to know more about that and your options available to you, you know, check back through. Next yeah. thing I think on the hierarchy of needs is uh, shelter. Right. And shelter, a lot of us are, are planning on kind of bugging in and hunkering down kind of where we are. You know, we've built our lives, like built up a homestead and kind of plan to, you know, spend our lives in the place that we, we are at. And so maybe shelter is not, the physical structure, you know, that you need to worry about so much, but shelter is also heat and air conditioning. And, you know, how am I going to be able to survive where I am now? Obviously we may not have the creature comforts of air conditioning in a, uh, you know, no electricity world, but you need to decide the environment you live in and what's reasonable and unreasonable and how you're going to solve those problems. Um, also, if your plan is to bug out, this is the time where you need to consider what is my plan? How am I going to get there? How, where are we going to go? Where am I going to take my family that there are going to be supplies or how am I going to get my supplies there? Um, you know, if we're all going to stay at Aunt Judy's farm, that's great. But do we have supplies at Aunt Judy's farm or are we just going to go overwhelm her? Are we going to be stuck with no clothes and no that fit us and no boots and no, you know, all the things that matter? Yeah, I think. Are they staged there? Do we have I a way to get in there? I think this a good time to talk about, um, you know, having, having an evacuation plan. Um, you know, it's important, like Chuck said, you don't want to just show up, so, you know, someplace with nothing to contribute and no supplies. Um, and I know we talked about bug out bags and we talked about, uh, um, you know, 72 hour get home bag. Uh, but it's also important that if you're evacuating, you're going to have to have certain things with you aside of that. You're going to have to have one, you're going to have to have all your paperwork. You know, are you, are you going to have your driver's license, birth certificates, all the information for, um, for your kids and for your family together? Do you have them? Do you know where they're at? Because that's an important thing to grab. If if the hurricane's coming and your house is going to get flooded out, um, that's something you want to have in one location where you can grab it and go. And you're not going to be, you know, running around looking for, you know, your kid's social security card or something crazy like that. Right, right. Um, Especially if you're signing that, up for government benefits when you get where you're going. That's right. When you end up I, in the I FEMA know camp. a lot of you guys are, are ready to go to the FEMA camp and are... Uh, you know, ready to sign up and say, 
Dear government, I'm, I want to be your servant. <laughs> uh, it's also important no. to have an evacuation route. You know, you have a plan on how to get there. Yes. And, you know, do you drive there the same way every time? Well, you know, that's probably the best route. But uh, if, you know, if one of those roads is closed or if something, you know, something is blocking the way, uh, you might have to find an alternate route to get where you're going. So it's important to have an idea of what roads you're going to be taking, which, you know, which places are going to be the bottlenecks like bridges and, and things like that. And uh, just be aware of, of, you know, what obstacles you're going to have in between you and your destination. So I think uh, knowing having that also evacuation what, plan is a good idea. And also knowing where gas stations are. You know, when you make the trip, kind of chart it out. You know, hey, there's mm -hmm. a gas station at every exit, every mile. All right, no problem. But because you never know when things are tough and everybody's on the go and trying to get out of the city then, you know, gas can get wiped out pretty quick. And usually if people are on the move, it might be because there's some kind of, you know, transportation shortage where the fuel isn't getting delivered or something like that. You know, these yeah. don't have to be long-term tragedies to still be a huge crisis as far as pain in the ass and, and getting your family to comfort and safety. And it sucks when you're the prepper guy and you spend all this money and time building up resources and studying and understanding, you know, what could happen. And then the one event that happens, you totally fall flat on your face. Then your wife kind of turns on you. I'm just saying that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Another... I'm just putting that out there. Another, uh, you know, thing to think about is, um, is having you know, cash on hand, uh, saving for yes. an emergency, you know, and if you have, you know, cash in your savings account and, uh, you've set it aside for a rainy day, you know, just be aware that, you know, you, you need to get some of that cash out before the, uh, the power's out. You need to have some cash, uh, available to fill up that gas, you know, that gas tank on your way to Aunt Judy's house. Right. Um, having a little money set aside is, is, you know, is a big, will make a big difference, um, in an emergency situation, you know? So that's just something to, to keep in mind. That sounds right to me. Um, yeah, I mean, realistically, I think, you know, again, it depends on you and your lifestyle and who you are, your income, where you live, you know, I mean, realistically a good rule, you should have a thousand dollars cash set. So somewhere, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, if you're in a ridiculous city and the world's changing, maybe that number is $3,000. If you're in the small town country and whatever, and you're not really planning on going anywhere, maybe that number can be $500. You know, it, mm -hmm. it just, it depends, you know, where you are. And obviously different countries, it's completely different, but you know, you need to have a little cushion of access because when ATMs are down or whatever, or credit card machines are down, those last minute supplies could be a game changer. Um, like I said, because we plan for things, but you don't necessarily have everything planned. Um, you know, there's always seems to be something that you're forgetting and, you know, it gets brought to light at that moment. Um, 
or maybe even, you know, you rotate through your gas and that kind of stuff. I, I know I fill up a, uh, I have a generator has a huge, like 20 gallon gas tank. And I fill that up with, uh, I use that non-ethanol fuel and I fill it up, but I still every uh, spring after the winter, I end up draining it out and trying to run it through my uh, lawnmowers and stuff. And Uh that way it doesn't sit in that tank for, you know, I'm just afraid that I'm going to end up going three years or something and it's not going to work and my gas is going to turn to crap and, you know. Right, right. Wasted, wasted so, money, wasted resources. Right. But so the point is, there's always a time when you're like maybe turning over, like maybe you always have five gas cans that are always full and everything's great. But you're, there's always a time when your supplies are going to be a little diminished, you know, when you're working through the other couple that you use day to day or whatever, you know, at the end of the rotation, whatever. So just something to consider. Um, keep some cash on hand to be able to get whatever, you know, even if you can buy, hey, I can go buy an extra 50-pound bag of rice because I know the apocalypse is coming tomorrow. Yeah, that would have been mm-hmm. cool, you know. And even if it's 100 bucks at the store, that's pretty cool, yeah. you know. So right. just something to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, are you, how are you going to heat your house? Uh, do you have, a, like, a fireplace, a wood stove? Do you have backup, you know, heaters of some sort? Do you have a way to cook? Do you have something to cook outside? Um, If you're living the uh, I'm going to be Grizzly Adams kind of long-term survival life is your plan, you know, hey, I back up to a thousand acre, uh, you know, state land. I guess it would probably have to be more than a thousand acres to really make a big difference, but maybe the 10,000 acres of state land behind my house and I'm going to be hunter trapper and, and whatever. Do you have a smokehouse set up? Do you have a way to, you know, store the meat or, you know, preserve it long-term this kind of stuff. These are the things that you should start looking at to make yourself, you know, more self-reliant. Um, having uh, you know, cause if you're able to bag two or three deer, right uh, in the beginning of a crisis, that's going to change, you know, how much food you have on hand. But obviously, if you don't have the freezers or anything to deal with it, having a smokehouse or something like that is going to be a game changer on, you know, you being able to store stuff. Something uh-huh. to consider. Uh, what else? What's the next category, Kevin? Well, I want to touch on real quick on, on, uh, emergency drills, like doing some drills at your house. Um, you know, it's not something that you have to do run through with your whole family every, every month or something like that, but having basic, uh, plan for basic emergencies, house fire, where are you guys going to meet? You know, if everybody has to evacuate from a house and you end up jumping out the side window because you can't get down the hallway, um, where are you going to meet? Where are you going to make sure that your kids and everybody else is, is out of the house before, uh, before things get too, too nasty. Um, when it comes to, you know, hurricanes, floods, power outages, blizzards, any of that sort of stuff, it's good to have a basic plan on, you know, how you're going to get, you know, how you're going to get, uh, your family together and how you're going to take care of everybody. And everybody, you know, lives in a different part of the country. Everybody's got different emergency, different emergencies they have to worry about. You know, I'm I'm in upstate New York. I don't worry too much about, you know, volcanoes and tornadoes. 
but uh blizzards and and you know power outages they're they're not uncommon in this area so that's the kind of things i plan for you know if you live in miami your plans are you know completely different than mine but you want to have a basic uh you know a basic test run make sure uh make sure that you're covering all your bases uh when when things you know when things get get hairy I think it's uh you know I think it's important when you have you know when you have small children or you have uh say you know I one of my kids lives you know a few miles from my house not a big deal I could even walk there if I have to but having a plan to either get them to me or me get to them is is important it's an important thing to have in mind so you know keep that in mind when you're put when you're when you're getting ready you know getting ready for emergency drills and things like that you might have kids away at college you know you might have the the crazy daughter that wants to move to new jersey for some ridiculous reason you know these things are are possibilities and then you're like hey how do i get that kid home well obviously if they're in new jersey it's a lost cause and just forget it i mean yeah. you know they're on their own and whatever but i'm just saying you know hypothetically there might be a kid that you want to go retrieve then you need to have a plan and the thing is if your plan is hey somebody's really far away honestly realistically after the shit hits the fan kind of thing you're not going and getting that kid or you know or you're leaving what you have to go be there you know there's not a right it's not realistic to travel in a time like that but that what that means is you need to start paying attention to what what's going on in the world you need to mm-hmm. keep your family close and pay attention to the signs so that you're ahead of the game um you know obviously it's impossible to predict you know random scenarios terrorist attacks things like that but you know, you need to do the best you can to kind of pay attention to the tensions going on in the world and, and like that. Next, I would say first aid, you guys need to have some kind of first aid plan. Um, One equipment for basics first aid, but do you have a more long term, more sustainable medical kind of plan? Do you have things like antibiotics, stuff like that? I know we've mentioned it. You know, we've we preach that more and more. Um, there's books that, you know, we, we plug that, you know, are are really going to be helpful and be able to get you through it. <clears throat> or do you know somebody who's local, who's, hey, this guy's the nurse, this guy's whatever. But like I had mentioned, you know, just last week, you, know, you need to talk to each other. You need to have a plan. You need to work that in. And maybe you need to get some training. And moving right along, training is huge. Learning life skills. And now here's the thing. It doesn't even mean you have to go to classes or whatever, although classes usually are helpful because usually when you go away to a class, you're getting the hands-on. You're actually seeing how it's done. Usually if somebody sets up a class, they are a subject matter expert, you know, that kind of thing. So that you know, makes a big difference, but try and, and can and preserve some stuff, you know, at your house, try and, you know, set up a smoker and actually smoke something a couple times, see how it works, see how long it lasts. You know, I know one of the things I, I see from my wife's uh, flower farming business, she'll take different flowers 
and she even like because of the humidity in our house like our house is uh actually pretty dry and other people around here a lot have very uh you know humid areas she'll have people take flowers and put them in their house and have them take a picture of it a week later and send the picture back and hey which ones lasted which ones you know whatever so you know what works where and you can really kind of get the most out of stuff and my point is not that you can grow flowers and get them to work out right my point is try different things in your environment with your store with your storage area you know hey if i put all my stores in the basement is that mold problem that i've been fighting down there going to be an issue or you know the high humidity in my basement going to be an issue um is it where i live that it rains 24 7 and getting firewood is a bigger problem for me you know we need to kind of implement some of these things so we can find out how it's going to work for us you know we keep talk going back to to gardens and stuff what what's a big problem in my area now we have mentioned that from year to year you know the problems will change one year you'll get an infestation of bugs that you never had before one year the rabbits will be a big problem that they weren't before or you know something like that things do change and we adapt and and whatever but the more you put these things into practice you can kind of realize what obstacles you're facing and what kind of steps you can take to prevent it um you know thinking you have a good water supply and having that dry up you know do you have an alternative but these are the things when you actually put it into practice and try it you realize you know hey all right, cool. I wanted to garden, but now that it's the apocalypse, all of a sudden I don't have water for my garden to the level that I thought I did. You know, these kind of things matter, but it's by putting it into practice that we can actually, you know, do it. Kevin always goes hiking and, and camping and, and testing out his gear. He's used to cooking off grid and doing that. But try a week of uh, cooking over a fire in the yard. Or, you know, even if you can do it one night a week, you know, one night, one week you do, you know, breakfast in the backyard, next day, you know, dinner, whatever. I mean, you know, probably those two meals kind of cover everything. But if you do that a few times, you realize, hey, I can do this meal real easy. This recipe works. Um, people who save food and, and that kind of thing, Try the different meals. Actually try it and see, hey, is this something my family's going to eat? Or, you know, hey, I didn't even realize I'm allergic to half this stuff or whatever. You know, I don't know what problems are going to present. And that's kind of the reason we go through these steps. This is why you want to go through your, you know, plans. Uh, security. You know, I doubt that's something that people miss, especially if you're not if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard us preach a hundred times about having some reasonable weapons and, and maybe carrying a handgun or that kind of thing. Those things, but you need a plan for that. And having eight bullets and a handgun, maybe you're a little light in that area. Maybe you need to step it up. I mean, that's better than not having anything. I'll agree with that. But you might want to step up your game a little bit. You know, bullets mm -hmm. are starting to come back down to reasonable prices. Just think about it. Yeah. You know, with that, I want to hit on real quick, just uh, 
when you're assessing your preps, do a, do a basic uh, overview of your house and your security, your home security. You know, do all your locks work good? You know, do you have that one door that always sticks and doesn't ever lock right? You know, maybe address that. Um, you know, having a, a safe home, if you're planning on bugging in, is really important. Fire extinguishers, fire uh, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors. I know a lot of uh, a couple of people got in a bad situation down in Texas uh, last year when they had that big snowstorm. Uh, because they didn't really know how to heat their home because it wasn't something that came up that often. And some people died of carbon monoxide poisoning from, you know, from doing, doing stupid things. Uh, you can't just move your grill into your house and turn it on and expect that there's not going to be an issue with, a, you know, with a fire or something like that. Um, having uh, alternate ways to, to heat your home without poisoning your whole family is, is probably a good idea. Uh, but having those, things, having those things like smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, you know, fire extinguishers, having those things around your house is a big, you know, a big step in, in making sure that you're going to be safe for a long-term uh, survival situation where you're, you're stuck at home. So, uh, you know, on, and on top of that, you know, make a plan with, with your neighbors, you know, know who lives around you, you know. Uh, find that old person that's lived in the community for 20 years because they, they're going to have a lot of information uh, that you might not have access to. They're going to have, you know, they're going to remember historically what things were problems and what things were, were really non-issues. Um, you know, now I'm the old person and I'm, you know, I'm still a dumbass. So, you know, take it, take it for what you, what you will, but, you know, be aware of who's living around you. You know, I know that there's, there's some people in my community that uh, uh, that would rob my house if uh, you know if I gave them a chance to. You know, there's Kevin, also neighbors that, that I know in your community. <laughs> well, there's also people I know that would you know that if they saw somebody breaking in my house, they they'd go over and figure out you know what the fuck is going on. It's yeah. it's you have you have different types. We of call people those people nosy Nellies. Yeah, yeah, the Karen next door, you know, they're not always bad, you know, well, most of the time they're bad, but, um, you know, know who lives around you and, and what you can expect from those types of people. That's all I'm saying. Um, when you're making a plan for, for making your house safer and your area safer, uh, you know, check on Megan's law. See if there's like a, you know, person living up the street that wants to snatch your, your daughter or snatch your kids up. Be aware of the assholes that live around you, but also be aware of the people around you that, you know, that are capable and competent people. No, we were just uh, discussing at the farmer's market. They're like, oh, yeah, that lady by you just died of a heroin overdose. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. But I guess that happens everywhere, huh? I guess so. It's an ugly world. Um. But yeah, think of, you know, try and think outside the box, things that are going to come up, you know, things where you fall short. Think of your travel plans. Think, you know, just think bigger than just food insecurity, you know. Think of how you're going to maintain your lifestyle. Think about the gardening tools, the, you know, all the different stuff. We tried to hit all these topics, you know, in depth. You know, I know we talked about 
we did an episode on actually uh, fighting fires on the homestead and how to kind of prepare and, and clean up your property so that, you know, it, it's a little more fire resistant, even though I know that it it's illegal in, in like the California or something to try not to burn down your house or something. You have to let those wildfires uh, go, you know, I don't know. Like they, you know, you're not allowed to clear any kind of land or anything like that. That's not, you know, whatever. Just don't get, you know, come up with a plan. That, that's what I would say. You know, that's why we prepare. You know, that that's the whole prepper mentality is coming up with a plan that you need to uh, be ready for whatever comes up. Yeah, now... One thing I want to hit on before we wrap up for the day is um, updating your supplies. Chuck's dog acting crazy. He is uh, one crazy. thing you got to do is is um, when you're looking over your stuff, you know, just go through, look at exp- expiration dates, check your stuff that that you've been been stocking up on. Uh, nothing's worse than opening up that bucket of rice and finding a mascot in there and and shat all over it. You know, you got to pick out the little he's rice got turds the botulism for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, check the dates, best, best buy dates on your, on your canned food, you know, rotate your, your supplies so that, you know, you're using up stuff before it goes bad. Um, and just, you know, just do a basic checklist, you know, the stuff that you have, the stuff that you need to get, you know, that sort of thing, you know, make, make the shopping list and, and add a couple of things on there that, you know, that might help you out in a certain situation, you know, whether it's uh water, whether it's uh clothes, warm clothes, whether it's food, whatever it is, um, you know, keep an, you know, keep updating your supplies and, and make sure that you're not, you know, just throwing money away. Right. No, that's definitely, you'll find when you go back and inventory your stuff, you know, if you're like me and you just keep picking up things, Oh, I'm at Sam's club or whatever. I'm going to, you know, a good prepper should have lots of Bisquick or whatever. And then you go through and realize you have, you know, eight box boxes of that on the shelf, but you don't have any, you know, tomato sauce or whatever. But going through an inventory, believe it or not, uh, when we got talking about this at home, the wife and I just like went through all the shelves and cabinets and we wrote down a list and wrote down, you know, hey, we're weak on this, we're you know, we actually went through and, and updated and we checked dates and threw some things out. Not much, though. I got to say, we uh, did good on not having to throw away stuff, but we did see things that, hey, we're falling short in this area, you know, and and the areas that we could definitely improve. And actually, I'm heading out to the store from here to go kind of replenish some, you know, more supplies and whatever. Uh, one of the things I bought was bleach, you know, I. Uh, and I know Sam's Club now has these uh, where you buy like three gallons of uh, like bleach concentrate. So it's supposed to be like 135 containers. It's basically the same thing as if you went and bought one of those uh, five gallon pool uh, bleach yeah, you know, containers where it's concentrated yeah. like that. The chlorine, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, you know, you guys should realize that's, you know, one of the things we talked about in uh, and in the water treatment storage episodes was, uh, you know, that pool, uh, bleach pool chlorine that you can buy 
you know, is really concentrated. And if you can figure that out, that can go a long way as opposed to buying three or four gallon jugs of bleach, you know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you do store bleach, you want to keep it in a uh, cool, dark place. That's going to kind of hopefully prolong the life of it a little bit. Right. But even so nothing lasts forever, but if you keep it out of the sun. You do pretty good. Yeah. Um, so something to be aware of. Yeah. Now when but, you're buying bleach, just, just be aware, you know, they sell that like fucking country fresh scented yeah, and like, don't buy scented. Yeah. That, yeah. That's not going to be something. You, I mean, it's fine to drink, but shit, you don't want to be fucking tasted tasting tropical breeze when you're drinking your Flower. water. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not the dream. It'll smell yeah. nice, but the taste might lead you in a different direction. So that's right. You know, just because just, just say shampoo smells like strawberry doesn't mean it tastes like strawberry. I learned that from experience. <sighs> but if it did, you know? <laughs> experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, you know, make sure you got the gear that you need, the axes, the tools, the, the cooking tools, you know, for cooking over a fire, having some grill grates. I mean, obviously in a pinch, you can kind of build anything. And that's why it's kind of neat watching the uh, videos of what people do on YouTube and that kind of stuff. Because you get ideas of how people repurpose stuff and how they make stuff into a, uh, you know, a useful tool. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with grabbing your oven racks and taking them outside and throwing them over a fire to use for your cooking. You know, this works, but if you have ideas, you might realize you have resources there that you didn't even know. Um, There are a lot of people who, you know, have resources available to them and just don't understand how to get or utilize them and can really fall short. So... Spend a little time, do the research. Um, If you have ideas of things you can turn your kind of other people's junk into useful uh, prepping uh, tools, maybe share them on the Facebook group. We'd appreciate seeing it. And uh, you have any ideas, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. 
It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.